Hello, and welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Online marketing expert, Lindsay Anderson, known internationally as One Click Lindsay, and her dedicated online marketing specialists at trafficandleads.com know that today's growing businesses thrive on targeted website traffic that converts into leads with just one click. Whether your business is struggling right now or your thriving business needs even more fuel for growth, you've come to the right place. So sit back and get ready to learn how to grow your business one click at a time. Please welcome your host of the Traffic and Leads podcast, One Click Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, and today we have a very multi-talented guest on. His name is Simon Dunnant. He has so many talents that today you're going to come away with so many action items to be able to implement into your small business today. So let me tell you a little bit about Simon. He is the founder of a digital marketing consultancy agency called New Rise Digital. He is also the um, host of a few podcasts, most notably the Podcast Power Marketing Podcast, which I have heard a few amazing episodes. So if you're into podcasting, make sure you go out there and listen to that. Um, He has also written a couple of books, most notably Essential Digital Marketing, and that is for sale on Amazon that you can go and pick up. He speaks at so many different conferences, and he knows a lot about a lot. Is that about right, Simon? Did I sum that up okay? Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a sum intro. Thanks, and you better Lindsay. follow through. <laughs> well, I hope to be able to share some great golden nuggets with your listeners today. Um, it's fantastic to uh, to be on the podcast, Lindsay. Uh, I've heard your podcast uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just love your real enthusiasm and and dynamic of, uh, of, of bringing people on that, uh, that can help listeners because Ultimately, that's what I want to do tonight. I really want to share loads of tips, loads of experience I've had over the last 30 years and uh, uh, and help people uh, understand this huge technology thing that's happened over the last 30 years and how they can harness it for their business. Yeah, so that's fascinating that you have been doing this for 30 years. So you were around in the good old days when all you had, <laughs> when all you had to do was put up a landing page and people would love to give you their email addresses. Is that fair? Well, probably goes a little bit back before that, actually. I mean, to be to be fair, I mean, I've been into technology since the, well, the early 80s. I'm dating myself here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, your young 30-year-old yeah. self. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, the key thing is, is that um, experience counts for a lot these days. Um, I, I mean, during the 1990s, I worked in the, in the tech industry. I, previously, I was a music producer. I was uh, involved in radio, radio presentation. Uh, radio production back in the uh, late 80s and early 90s. Um, I mean, I started just thinking on the uh, about the internet. I started when we had Netscape, which was a, a really old browser and, you know, some really bad programming with HTML that looked terrible and, and before Google even arrived on the scene. Yeah. Um, and, and in terms of um, things like content marketing and stuff like that, I, I was dabbling about in the real player world with a, a sports show online before podcasting even existed. Wow. Because uh, con- uh, the whole content marketing thing is like something fairly new. So you were content marketing before people were even calling it content marketing, right? Before I even knew it was content marketing. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it just made sense yeah. to you, obviously. Absolutely. I've always been an experimenter. Um, and I think that comes probably from my music background as well. And, and my sort of radio days when I used to be a journalist as well, being inquisitive. Um, 
I mean, through 2004, I, I started up, um, before New Rise Digital, I started up a, a music marketing agency, got involved with a few friends who wanted some help um, marketing their bands. And about that time, uh, things like um, iTunes were starting to, to come about. So there was peer-to-peer sharing. There was, there was so much happening in the, in the music industry that uh, I started up a little agency and started uh, helping people all around the world from um, from the US, uh, Europe and, and Australia, just, just learn how to you know, make sense of the internet world. And in 2010, I started teaching internet marketing. Uh, I started up a, a, a now defunct website called uh, the Internet Business Kickstart. Uh, we did some courses on there and, and that really um, sort of helped a lot of small businesses. And from there in 2013, I started up New Rise Digital because I, I had so much stuff that I'd accumulated. I really wanted to put some focus on it and started, you know, packaging it up and, and seeing how um, the whole technology era had had progressed. And and, and where I could make the most impact. So, so New Rise Digital was a distillation of all the stuff that, that I've really learned from, from the media world and the marketing world. And it's interesting, uh, Lindsay, you say about um, content marketing was quite recent. Actually, I think content marketing was always there. It used to be just in different forms. And from what I've seen over the years, um, content marketing used to be PR. You know, mm. you used to put out a press release and, yeah. and that involved creating some content in terms of, um, you know, putting together uh, a piece about your product or service. And you would then take that to the press or media um, and, and see if you can get some coverage. And I tell you, it was mighty, mighty hard to do. It was a real hard slog. Uh, and then, of course, um, as blogs progressed and WordPress came about um, and, and blogs got easier to put online, you got Blogger um, from, from Google and you had WordPress uh, as well. And then you got Tumblr and all these other blogs. People started discovering that they actually didn't need to go out to the press and they, they could actually own their own media channels and um, effectively bypass that really difficult stage of going around, taking people out to lunch, you know, spending a lot of money and, uh, and paying them effectively to, to, to run their PR pieces and stuff. So I think content marketing was already there. I think what happened with the internet is that it just meant that businesses could own their own content channels and not have to go to the media. They could go direct to the, you know, the to direct, direct to their customers. Um, that was great. And I think a lot of people um, jumped on that and started up building websites, especially in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but then, of course, what they realized was that the the large companies uh, that they've been trying to court, the large media companies, actually had an audience. And now people had to build their own audience. Uh, and uh, coming back to the topic that you are specialists in, which is traffic and leads, um, they suddenly had to go and pull those people in uh, to the channels. And that was the hard bit. Um, and that's where digital marketing comes in and, and some of the skills comes in is how to attract an audience and how to connect with them. Um, and I think a lot of that stuff got lost when people started getting into technology and into into the internet and building their own websites. You know, building a website even now uh, on WordPress is it can be a little bit technical and, and you have to hunker down, maybe not so much get involved in the code these days, but um, you still have to know a few technical things if you're, you know, a solo entrepreneur or just a small team. Um, and, and when you're in, in that mode, people are, people are learning about technology and, and code. They sort of forget that you're dealing with people in business. Um, and this is one of my things that has been really a thread throughout the last 20 to 30 years when I've been working with technology is my key passion is I, I love working with people. That That's what business is all about. In the music industry, it was all about that. In the business industry, it's, it's, it's all about working with people. Customers are, are people, businesses are people. They're not just bricks and mortar. Um, and one of the key things that 
I love breaking down is that barrier that technology builds between people um, and bringing back the human element of, of, of computers uh, and, and getting people to, when they think about either building a website or you know, putting out content is to think about, remember, there's a person on the other side of it that's going to consume this content. And, and it's business is people to people. Um, and that's one of my biggest passions, especially when, when we're talking about marketing on the, on the web. Ex- yeah. I mean, excellent points. And it's really hard to forget, especially just because you're not seeing people's faces and that kind of thing to remember that you're actually marketing to people. So your biggest passion is definitely humanizing the internet. So that's the real strength behind content marketing, right? Or what are the other tips that you would say fall under the whole humanizing the internet concept for you? Yeah, yeah. It was something that's actually when I when I'm uh, speaking to a lot of people on, on on the podcast Power Marketing Podcast, it always comes up. I'm using this term humanizing the web, and I find myself using using it more and more and more now because there are new technologies that can be owned by businesses such as uh, YouTube, uh, and now we've got things like Blab. Uh, we've got, which is a, a video uh, platform uh, where people can connect um, and, and have group chats and mastermind discussions, which is fantastic. Um, you know, we've got uh, podcasting, which has been around for for a while now. Um, these are these are all the, the human connections on the web that were previously things like radio and TV uh, that were owned by the big companies, and now you can own them in your own business. Um, and the key thing is though, those technologies have always historically uh, been. Uh, you know, a human thing. You can see somebody on a video, so you can see what they're like. You're picking up visual cues from them. Do I like that person's face? Do I like what I'm hearing? Do I, do I feel the vibes from that person on the video that, you know, what they're saying is true, authentic, uh, and they really care about me as a customer? So, you know, when somebody's watching a video, I think they get a more personal connection. Um, when they've listened to a podcast like we're, we're doing today, we're, we're having a conversation. Um, you can hear the person's voice and you're picking up, you know, an, an essence of what that person is. There's there's no uh, photoshopping of a uh, of an audio podcast, and there's not really much photoshopping you can do on a video either. You know, it is what it is. That's the person. And I think um, content marketing is getting very authentic. Um, when content marketing started out, it was probably really starting around you know the mid two thousands uh, with with the blogging platform. And pictures can speak a thousand words, but there's a lot of photoshopping that goes on in pictures. I, I've, I worked in the music industry for so long. Album covers, uh, when you see somebody on an album cover, they never look like that in real life. Um, okay, I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 but, 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 you know, I think there's been a lot more, um, there's been a lot more technology around right now, um, including things like Periscope and Meerkat. I mean, the list is endless. Um, and you, you have to be authentic. You just, you know, pick up your phone with Periscope and you're, you're broadcasting and that's you. Um, there is no trickery. There is no jiggery pokery that's changing that. When <laughs> people watch that, I like that, that is word. you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You're bringing up Periscope, Meerkat, Blab. You're bringing up a lot of these latest video technologies. Be honest with me. Have you been able to produce leads for your business using these latest, greatest technologies that you're talking about? Well, sure. I, so for me, I think the, the one, my passion is, is podcasting. That's my 
um, sort of focused at the moment in terms of, uh, you know, actually uh, using that to, to draw in an audience. Um, that's worked for me personally because I have a background in audio. So I'm not sort of a too much of a video guy. I know these are all out there and I know um, a couple of people who've really used those well. Um, I recently spoke to Jan Ilunga um, on the podcast, Power Marketing Podcast, and he's used video um, a lot for his, uh, for, for driving traffic. Um, and I picked up a lot of tips from him uh, on uh, driving traffic through video. What I would say for podcasting is, is from my experience in podcasting, is that uh, people generally subscribe to podcasts over a long period of time. And I, I, don't, I don't think we should underestimate when we talk about traffic and leads, how long it actually takes to build a relationship with the customer. Um, that's one of the key things uh, that certainly probably would be interesting to your listeners is that content marketing is something you have to be in, in the game for on the long haul. It's not something where, you know, you might put up like a Google ad on uh, on Google and you pay for that and you instantly start getting traffic. With content marketing, what, what we're doing here is building up a relationship with a listener or a, or a viewer if, you, if you're using video. And that takes a very long time uh, to do. And certainly uh, from some of the clients that I coach, uh, it can take anywhere between six months to a year before they actually see um, some some real movement on the needle uh, in content marketing. Uh, but when they do, uh, what they actually drive is a much more loyal customer. Um, the, the customer tends to be more connected uh, to your business uh, and you as a person, uh, and that also build that also builds up trust as well. Um, and trust is obviously key in doing business. So. If you've got somebody, for example, that's listened to a podcast for six to eight months, uh, and they obviously you're obviously doing something right, and they actually like you, when you come out with an offer, uh, maybe present that to them um, on, uh, you know, on the podcast itself, uh, and they're subscribed in iTunes, you will, you know, you will get them um, as a customer. Uh, and convert them uh, it, because they already have built up a relationship with you. And I think that's the key thing that content marketing, marketing can really do is, is that the, the other marketing can't, is, is it can build up a real long-term connection. Uh, and that's what excites me about uh, about content marketing is that you can do that. You can become a friend to your customer um, and, and people do business with people they like and know and trust. It's so true. Wow. And I'm so glad you brought up the timeline thing. It's something that I talk a lot about on the podcast and to my customers. Um, it's definitely, if you're in it for the long haul, then you'll be able to draw from that pool, but you do have to put the work in for six to months to a year in order to actually have a pool to draw from, right? Yeah, no, that is true. And I think also the long haul timeline really doesn't come to it as a surprise to people who are committed to their business for a long term as well. Uh, I, I've spoke to a lot of clients that I've coached over the over the years, and I've actually sat down with them uh, and spoke to them. Said, "What do you want to actually achieve with your business? Do you want to be around in five years' time?" Um, some of them have said, "Well, you know, this is maybe a one to two year business, and I'm going to exit from it because I've got investors." Um, maybe content marketing might not work for them and, and they may need to put, put in a lot more effort into advertising. Uh, whereas some businesses, you know, will build up a, a very long-term business and they have a five-year plan. Um, and, and content marketing over a six-month-a-year period doesn't sound, you know, that long. Um, so I think the key thing is to set expectations clearly about what you're doing with your business and, and use content marketing alongside that. Look, advertising has never gone away. You, you're always going to have to pay for advertising. I think that's one of the biggest myths of the internet. That it's going to bring you free traffic, um, which it will. But a business will always, especially at the beginning, always have to, to put some effort and money up front into, into advertising. Um, there, there is many things that you can do on the content marketing side that, that will assist that. 
Um, and actually one of the key strategies and, and a key tip that's uh, well worth um, well worth thinking about that, uh, that I've used myself is actually advertising your content. Um, if you're thinking about advertising and expecting to get a sale at the end of the advertising, if you think of the journey, um, you might pay for a, a, an ad on Google, uh, on Google AdWords, for example, and someone will see that ad, but it's, it's unlikely that you're going to get a sale off of that ad directly after they've clicked that ad. They're going to want to do a bit more research about you, find out who they're doing business with. Um, and I've actually found that instead of advertising your products, it's actually worth advertising your content and taking people down that route and that funnel. Um, so you might advertise uh, a video that you've done, which is next to your sign-up page, uh, embedded in your sign-up page, uh, and it's next to a, a sign-up opt-in form. Um, and if you're advertising people to come to that opt-in form and then they sign up, and then you have an autoresponder behind that, then that advertising actually pays off over a long period of time. It would do if you're just measuring conversions from the first click of that advertise, advertisement, which is probably going to be very, very low probably about half a percent, which is probably good in, in the advertising industry. Yeah. Um, excellent, excellent points. So let's pretend, um, I am a brand new company and I am, and I don't really do much on my Facebook or my Twitter or anything. I don't really do videos or blogging. And I come to you and I say, Simon, I'm only willing to do one thing. What's going to give me the most bang for my buck? Are you going to tell me what that is? Yeah, I'd say even now, even though I've said that probably blogs are, uh, websites uh, or blogs, uh, you know, maybe have had, had their day a little bit and, and aren't the most human uh, as part of, uh, of the internet. I would say you have to have a shell somewhere. You have to live on online. Um, and a blog is, or, or a website is, is the, is the best thing to start with. Um, and that can house all your content and be a pointer. Um, you know, somewhere to direct people to. Domain name and your website is the first thing you want to get under your belt. If you've got one of those, great. Start putting a blog up. And a blog doesn't have to be text. I think people these days now think blogs is going to be something you have to sit down and spend hours at your keyboard, you know, typing uh, typing up three to 4,000 uh, words uh, on blog posts. And, and that can be a very lonely experience and, and, and very time-consuming experience. A, a business has also got to get on with actually making money as well. So, um, you know, a blog can also house your video. It doesn't have to be on YouTube. Um, you can make really easy uh, videos for your blog uh, by just picking up uh, an iPod Touch and a selfie stick. Um, that's something I'm just about to start doing uh, on the podcast Power Marketing blog um, is when you have a thought, just get it down on video. Um, you know, if you're having a conversation with somebody, just, just record that conversation. Maybe it's going to be useful. There's so many ways that you can put stuff into into a blog. Um, and, and when you've got all these pieces of content, there's somewhere to put it. So definitely start with a blog, um, but don't always think about blogs in a traditional, traditional way. Um, you know, you'll start discovering new things to put on your blog um, with feedback from your customers in many ways as well. Uh, th those are excellent points. And I, I would totally agree with everything you just said. And, and to video, um, I don't know if you experience this with your customers, but my customers, like only a handful will ever actually pick up and do a video. And I don't know if they're overcomplicating that in their heads or if they're just shy, but I always try to be like, just make at least one video, what you would say <laughs> to a potential customer in the grocery store and put that on your website so it can be selling for you as people come to your website. Do you experience that with your customers that people are really shy about video? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the human thing about being self-conscious, isn't it? Am I good enough? It's the imposter syndrome all the time. Um, I think 
one of the things I said in one of my podcasts, actually, is that, you know, when you go out to meet a client, for example, if you're a small business and you're going out to meet a new client, um, you're going out there to do business with them and interacting, exchanging value. When you sit down and have a really good conversation with your client, that client hasn't sort of, you know, put any thought into, you know, maybe what you look like or whatever, or what you sound like. They're not all, all through the conversation that you've had with a client that you're sitting in their office with. They haven't sat down there making notes about your voice or the way that you look. Um, you know, they're doing business with you. And if you come away with a great, after a great conversation with a client and you end up doing business with them, none of the things about you have really made a difference. It's, it's more about, you know, what you've, what packages you've put together and how you've served their needs, etc. And I think people become a bit self-conscious when it's when you sit down in front of a, a camera because or, or, or a microphone. And I think the main thing around that is that they, they simply don't have that other person with them uh, while they're in front of that camera. And this is going back to what I said about technology being cold, is that camera doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have a spirit. It doesn't have that interaction that you bounce back and forward of. And I think that's when the doubts start to creep in is what's somebody going to think of me when I, when I start pressing record on this camera or on the mm -hmm. microphone, what are they going to think of my voice? Do I look good enough? Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, your what you exude and the person that you are, um, it, it's a true essence of who you are. And people like you because of you, uh, not because of the way you look, not because of the way you sound. They, they, there's something inside you spiritually that is trying to do something. That's why you started up a business. And, and that's what should come across on camera. Just be yourself. And I know that's a bit of a cliche. Everybody says, just be yourself on camera. <laughs> it's but, true but though. It truly, it's so it's, true. It is true. And, and, you know, I love people. I just love people because, you know, they, they, they have a passion, um, you know, in a business, you started up a business because you had a passion, um, and you really want to go out there and make a difference and help people. Um, and that's what you should be thinking of when you press that record button, you know, who's going to be excited about this video? Um, who's going to be excited about this piece of audio that we're recording tonight? Um, and is somebody going to get one golden nugget that might change the direction of what they do and might make a difference in other people's lives? You know, all of these positive messages are there just as much as your doubts. It's just, you don't think about them in that way. So, um, you know, I'd encourage anybody who ever, uh, you know, might stop, stop themselves pressing that record button to think about all the people that wouldn't be helped if you didn't press that record button. Um, and all the people that will be helped when you do press that record button, because ultimately that's what we're all trying to do as business owners is, is trying to get out there and change people's lives and help people. Um, and that then all the fears go to what goes away. Why? Because you're making yourself bigger than just you and that camera. Um, you, you, you're reminding yourself what difference you'll make um, with, you, with, with getting your message out there. So, so think about that. And, and that, that's a missing link, um, as I say, just because that other person isn't there in the chain while you're making that, that, that video. But when you start getting great comments that come back on that video, that really boosts your confidence and you, you feel that other people are, are connecting to the, other, the video from the other end. Very true. Um, that's some excellent points. Thank you. I'll have to try that avenue with my clients that won't want to do video is, is <laughs> guilting the horrible world, but telling them, uh, telling them that they're prevent, they're not being able to help all the people they can help. So that's excellent. Um, Absolutely. not to uh, skip topics, but, um, I only have you for a few more minutes and I do <laughs> want to talk about Twitter. So this is what I found interesting is your passion is humanizing the internet. And out of all the social media channels out there, I personally find Twitter the very least human one of them all. And uh, can you can you expound on that? Can you tell me about that? Talk to me about Twitter. Yeah, well, I suppose 
social media in itself is is a strange term because social social media in in in, in its in its component parts is, you know, social is people getting together. Um, and uh, I, I think Facebook does a great job of this in, in things like groups. And, and Twitter doesn't have that um, sort of community aspect, really, in terms of, uh, of of how it operates. It is very fragmented. Uh, Twitter is much more of a, of a broadcast medium. I, I think the way that you can use Twitter um, to to build a community is to make sure that the people you're following and the, and the people that are following you back um, are effectively a group of people that you want to spend time with. A lot of people will see Twitter as just a numbers game. Um, and that's totally a wrong way to look at it. Twitter is actually all about connecting with the right people, not an, as many people as possible. So you're telling um, me you don't care how many people are following you on Twitter, Simon. Is that what you're telling me in the audience? <laughs> Well, they've got to be the right people. Um, the numbers don't matter. They really don't matter to me. I don't track numbers um, at all. Awesome. Uh, I, make sh- I, I make sure that the people that are in my Twitter sphere uh, are people that firstly, uh, I'm going to want to receive information from that might be useful for me to, to retweet out so that you know that information that I learn, I can immediately pass on uh, to to people in in my Twitter sphere, um, so that you know I've just learned this great new tip um, from uh, from Lindsay uh, on the Traffic and Leads podcast. Um, you know, go over to her page and check this out because it's really going to make a difference to your business. So, and I'm not going to be interested in just loads and loads of spam and advertising uh, on my timeline because that's not going to pass pass on value to my uh, to my Twitter followers either. So in that in that sense. Twitter can be a community, but you've got to know how to use that um, that community aspect of Twitter itself. Um, there's a great tool, actually, um, which is called Follower Wonk. It's a bit of a strange name. It comes from the guys at Moz Analytics, uh, but it's a, a free part of their, their package and free part of their tool set. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Follower Wonk before. I have, but to, to keep yeah. telling, telling, telling us about it. <laughs> But so basically it allows you to um, to search through people's bios and, and search for the right people uh, on Twitter. So um, let's say, for example, I, I was talking to a client of mine who is a screenwriter uh, and she was looking to connect with directors uh, or other people uh, in the screen, you know, the screenwriting market and the film industry uh, that might uh, that might be you know, ancillary to her and might make good connections and friends. Um, and she did a search on follower wonk. Um, and found a few film directors and, and, and met up with some people and connected with people uh, and eventually um, actually made some good connections um, within the film industry. Um, so there is, you've got to know the right tools to really search for who, who might be a good connection. Uh, and you can just make introductions on Twitter. Um, and then maybe you might come off Twitter and that might be just the first stage. You might go over to Facebook um, and then you might go you know, maybe onto Skype or something else. So I, I think People shouldn't put too much pressure on themselves to have a big Twitter following. Um, you know, use it as a as a personal personal way of connecting to people. Um, and if it just becomes the first stage of connecting, that's great. And it goes somewhere else offline as well, uh, even better. Yeah. So that's a really good answer. I mean, I usually use Twitter and for myself and my clients is a lot of the times it's the only way you can get someone to respond. Like people um, get so many emails and so many requests through all the different mediums that I can't even think of a tweet that I've sent out or sent directly to somebody that they haven't tweeted back. So people tend to kind of interact on Twitter, even though it's very short. Maybe that's why they do, because they know they, they don't have to sit down and write a long email. Yeah, no, exactly. 140 characters is great for getting small messages out. Um, you've got to be sort of clever about the way you do that as well. 
um, just making sure you're using things like ampersands instead of and and stuff just to get uh, the maximum amount of Twitter. Uh, what I would also say is, um, you know, TweetDeck is a free application. I know a lot of people recommend Hootsuite as well, but I use TweetDeck because it's, it's totally free and it's, it's uh, really useful. I use that to set up um, monitors for different keywords. So uh, if I'm want to monitor what's happening in the Twitter sphere um, to, uh, for example, see what's happening in business podcasting, uh, just to see if it might be a, a, an interesting guest for my podcast. Um, I'll set up some keywords um, and every day I'll have a quick look through this, um, this flow of keyword uh, related tweets. Um, and, and sometimes I'll pick up some some brand new guests or some new connections like that looks interesting. Uh, I'll start following that person and then you start following them and then you find out about their world and then they become really interesting and you start making deeper connections with them. So TweetDeck is a great free way um, of, of setting up Twitter in a way to monitor different topics and different interests. So if your listeners want to get started on that, um, definitely download TweetDeck. Yeah, that's an excellent resource. So speaking of tools and TweetDeck, wouldn't do you schedule your tweets or does that go against your mantra of humanizing the internet because you're actually not doing it? Hmm. So I think at the end of the day, you want to scale your business. Um, and this is where I was saying about social media is sort of a misnomer because a lot of people use it as a broadcast medium. Uh, some of the things that I will schedule are things around uh, timed releases of a podcast, for example. Um, you know, you don't, if, if you're releasing a podcast and you want, you want your, um, your Twitter followers uh, who might already be uh, subscribing to your podcast to, to have a reminder about the fact that your podcast is coming out on Monday. You know, those are the sort of tweets that you really probably should schedule because there's no point in being, you know, up at 7am on a Monday morning just to put something out that you wouldn't normally schedule anyway. So I think certain certain scheduling can really work and really help in terms of thinking about reminders for, for your uh, Twitter following. But uh, I think you should also uh, get involved in the conversation on Twitter as well. Um, and if you find that you, you're struggling with getting involved in a conversation on Twitter, um, then as I said before, just think about maybe that the connection you have on Twitter was a first step and let's see if you can connect with somebody on LinkedIn as well um, to see if uh, the, the conversation happens there or connect with them on Facebook and see if it takes off there. Sometimes you just need to find what works for you and the other person to open up a conversation. Um, and if it's somebody in the local area, um, then so much better go and meet them for a coffee or say, do you want to hang, you know, hang out at a coffee shop for, for five to 10 minutes? Um, don't think that you have to stay on Twitter and that that's just where the boundaries end. Um, think about it as, a, as an entrance point to making connections uh, and certainly have conversations backwards and forwards for sure. But um, you know, if something comes up like a conference and stuff, you know, reach out to them and say, hey, let's meet up at a conference too. I, I, I just think that, it, you know, we, we shouldn't put too much pressure on ourselves to think that social media is a walled garden. There are many ways to use it. Very true. Wow. You are just full of so much information. I, I have so many more questions, but I want to be um, respectful of your time. So with that being said, I'll probably have to invite you over again. But <laughs> in the meantime, can you tell everybody how to find you and how to connect with you on Twitter and and all of those wonderful things? Sure. Yeah. Well, over over the years, I've, I've tried to distill everything down into just two places. I used to be on many, many places and spread myself too thin, but I couldn't help uh, as many people when I did that. So, um, yeah. So for all things digital marketing, um, yeah, head on over to newrisedigital.com. Uh, that's where I hang out for, for digital marketing. And if you're at all interested in this whole new uh, resurgence of podcasting, um, then uh, podcastpowermarketing.com uh, is where to find me as well. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter uh, at New Rise Digital or 
at Podcasting Power. Um, and yeah, feel free to hook up. Um, my thing is, is that I, I, I really love people. Um, uh, you know, so uh, feel free to just reach out if you want any advice. If you've got any suggestions uh, for when you read through my blog uh, for something that you feel that hasn't been covered, uh, let me know too. I've got lots of connections that I'd love to interview people on the podcast as well. Um, so, uh, you know, maybe we can get a guest on as well. So yeah, just hook up on one of those uh, and, and we'll uh, take it from there. Awesome. Thank you, Simon. And thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Until next time, I'm One Click Lindsay. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast featuring online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.